Whether you like it or not, golf's governing bodies are coming for your golf ball. That's right. It's expected to be announced this week that the USGA and the RNA are going to put a rule into place that will have all golf balls for professionals and amateurs traveling 5% less far. And I'll tell you what, this is a problem. We're going to break down why we think it's a problem in a minute. But what I will tell you, it's not just for the reasons that you think. There are plenty of messaging issues that are gonna come along with this and confusion and a whole lot more. But first, let's bring people up to speed because I think there is definitely confusion. Mm -hmm. This started back in spring with the proposed bifurcation, bifurcation fancy word meaning basically that you'd have two different golf right. balls, yep. one for the pros and one for the amateurs. There's still a degree of bifurcation that's gonna be in this, but ultimately, all golfers across the board are going to be subject to this rule. So here's what we're facing. Uh, according to, to Golf Digest, the rollback decision will mean a period of bifurcated rules starting in 2028 when professionals will use a shorter golf ball than amateurs. But in 2030, all balls that conform to the rules, rules of golf will apparently be 15 or more yards shorter at the professional level and the effect on distance for recreational players will be likely less, but it could be proportional. <laughs> disaster. <laughs> it's, in my Ugh. view, I think it's a disaster. And I think, Ugh. again, this is them attempting to, to solve, create a solution for what was not a problem. And in a nutshell, the way that I see it is that you have two things, right? On the amateur level, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, we all need more distance, not less. Right. There's, and we're going to talk about, we're going to dive into some of those numbers in a second, where how far amateurs actually hit the ball. But the reality is, and this is something that we've heard many times, a lot of us perceive that we hit the ball further than we do. Mm -hmm. The reality is amateurs miss a lot of greens short. They don't carry the ball as far as they think they do. The reality is amateurs need more distance, not less. And Amateurs make up 99.9% .9 of the people who are playing the game, right? <laughs> On the other side of the coin, the PGA Tour, you know, the majors, mm -hmm. things like that. One thing to keep in mind is the PGA Tour is an entertainment product. Sure, no doubt. And by taking the distance away, mm -hmm. you're making it less entertaining. Yeah. And this yeah. is where I think our, our biggest problem lies. It's the perception and what I consider like the buzz kill factor, right? Mm -hmm. So make a little analogy mm -hmm. here. I, I call it the Coca-Cola dilemma. Okay. All right. Get this. What if tomorrow there was a governing body that decided Coca-Cola just tastes too good. We're going to roll it back by 5%. <laughs> Right? Know, yeah. Coke now tastes 5% as good. Okay. The issue isn't mm -hmm. necessarily the flavor. It's the perception. So let's say now a bunch of us, you know, are all, all going out to eat, having some pizza, deciding on, on what you want to order. Mm -hmm. Right? And maybe there's a diehard Coca-Cola drinker yeah, there right, right. and a bunch of casual Coca-Cola drinkers. Mm -hmm. And it's proposed, hey, well, I don't know, what do you guys want to do? You want to get some Coke, pitcher of Coke? Then all of a sudden, 
Some of the guys speak on me like, wait, isn't that the stuff that tastes 5%? It doesn't taste as good. Yeah. I heard, I heard <laughs> the news that doesn't taste as good. Right. Right? So they say, let's order something else. Mm-hmm. Therein lies the problem. Right. Whether it be on the professional level mm-hmm. where you have countless, now countless entertainment options, and there are countless professional sports Esports mm-hmm. and non-sporting content that are vying for your attention. If you have this casual watchers, the people are trying to bring into the game, trying to conventionally convert them to be diehards and watch every PGA Tour event. Right now, it's like uh, golf. Didn't they take that? Ball? The ball doesn't go as far. They don't hit it as far anymore. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't know. Put on, put on uh, something else. Yeah, put on X yeah. Games. Yeah, and you can compare that to any like what's this? I mean, distance to me, I feel like is the sexiest part of one of the sexiest parts of the game. You know, you like seeing that 360 yard drive. Remember the like when Dustin Johnson? I remember that one time like years ago at the Century, he drove a par four and it went mm-hmm. to like an inch. You know, like that is cool. So like, imagine they did that in MLB, and you can't like the ball won't there won't be as many home runs. Right. You know, like like if Patrick Mahomes, a Hail Mary, the football only goes 40 yards max. It's like you can't throw the helmet. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, ultimately, Why? it may be only 5%. And there are going to be people who say it's like a minimal amount. To me, again, it's the perception. Perception. As soon right. as you take the wind out of the sails. Mm-hmm. And, and understand something. Golf is at its booming point. Yes. We, we are at a point where we need to double down on the boom. There are more people coming into the game than there ever been before. There's more excitement around the game than there's ever been before. And now is just, it's, it's guys, it's like a time and a place. This is not the time to do it, to come in and buzzkill it. We, we've got a situation now where golf, I feel like, is finally breaking free of the shackles of being labeled this yeah. old man sport. Mm-hmm. And then what? Do we get for all that a couple of old men who make the rules who make it and coming break in and, it. And, and squashing it? And again, it comes out of that perception. But so, what's the end all? Like, what's the point of this? So the point is the point that there's got to be a grand master plan for them is that there are some golf courses that are being overpowered by the top 0.01% of golfers who can absolutely smash the ball. And what these governing bodies are basically saying is that this is what's needed for the long-term sustainability of the game because we can't continue, and I'm using their kind of paraphrasing their thought process, we can't continue to just keep making golf courses longer and longer. We're running out of land. But here's what I say. Sustainability. You want to talk about a sustainability problem. In order for the game to be sustainable... You need people to play it. And if you do something like this and create this buzzkill perception, I guarantee there's a there's a drop in interest in the game overall. And that's what the game can't afford. Would you accuse these governing bodies in trying to slow down the growth of the game? Like, did the game get too big during COVID? No, they would never try to 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 kind of break it, would it? I could never say never. Like, oh, it's too big. No one's getting tea times. Like, it's just too much. And it, to me, like, you know? maybe if that's the underhanded kind of thing that no one's saying but is being done, I don't know. And you guys can weigh in in the comments if you think what their true motivation is here. But to me, I think it's misguided idea of sustainability. Mm. And the reality is what they're missing, the big mark that they're missing is the sustainability of the messaging perception of a game becoming 
less yeah. fun, yep. less enjoyable. Now, what's so interesting about this is that it puts me in the, uh, the largely unfamiliar position of having to agree <laughs> to a certain extent with mm-hmm. Brandel Chamblay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to read you Brandel's statement because I think he, he put it pretty well. He said, I appreciate the governing bodies and what they mean to the game, but on the rollback issue, they are not only out of touch with the game they govern, but with the people that play it. It's, it is a very small number of people that are in favor of the rollback. Golf course architects, of which there are what, maybe a hundred or so? Golf course architect geeks, of which maybe there are a few thousand. And a very few tour players and former tour players compared to the 50 million global golfers against it and the 28,000 PGA of America members against it and most every single touring professional against it. He goes on to say, the average LPGA tour player flies the ball 220 yards. The average male amateur carries the ball 215 yards. The average female carries the ball um 147 yards, all numbers courtesy of the USGA report, by the way. Hmm. Uh, But because a few tour players through the years of practice, thousands of hours in the gym, and yes, advances in tech can carry the ball 283.8 yards, the tour average in 2023. They want to penalize 50 million golfers. Please appreciate the uh, athleticism of the best, but don't punish the only people in the game that will feel the sting of the decision. Wow. Never thought I'd agree with him as well. Right. <laughs> and let's let's back it up a little bit. Let's talk about it. Let's A, first C, do people agree? Is this a popular take? Yeah. I think you guys all know the answer. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to see if we could poll the audience and do it in a way that is fair because we know we have different audiences on different platforms. So we put the poll out on YouTube and on Instagram. And on YouTube, 84 as of when I screen grabbed this poll, 84% of you said no, the golf ball should not be weighed back, as opposed to 16% that said yes. So overwhelmingly in the no yep. column. And then similarly on Instagram, Instagram, do you agree with the rollback? 81% said no, 19% said yes. Yeah. So about 80-20. It, it's, on average between it both. is yeah. undoubtedly I agree an unpopular take and what's more is like I said it's going to be the perception yeah that's it but but let's let's just kind of break apart a couple of key important factors that go into this argument uh, as Brandel had pointed out so one thing that I think is really cool is that nowadays we live in a world of shot tracking being brought to the masses. So you guys know we've talked about ShotScope before. We use them often. Mm-hmm. There's also Arcos out there. Uh, I dove in. ShotScope had published a report. How far do amateurs really hit the ball? And, and, and by asking that question, the question I'm really asking is, do we really have a distance problem? Right. Just because a few mm-hmm. can hit the ball that far. Does that mean that the sport in general has a distance problem that needs to be penalized across the board? Now, get this. Average driving distance by handicap. So nine or (laughs) under, single digits. Average hitting 243 Mm -hmm. off the tee. Now, where's the bulk of golfers made up? I would say that 10 to 17 handicap. Those are your weekend golfers, things like that. They average 223 yards off the tee. And the higher handicaps, 18 to 28, average 210 yards. Um, and 
these are based on what ShotScope does as a performance average, meaning they take out the outlier high and low shots because we all hit those really bad ones once in a while. Of course. And once in a while we flush when we're playing in windy conditions, whatever yeah. it may be. So on the overall, driver performance is about 225 yards for male it, golfers. And you're still at like 130, 140, maybe even 150 left in on a par four. Exactly. So that's the other thing I wanted to break down is think about this for a second. This is an example. And I'll use really kind of round numbers of why I think this is a problem now. Cause, cause I'm going to dive into in a second. I'm going to read you the quote from Rory McElroy, who is in defense of the rollback <laughs> and Rory. It's funny. He he's gotten himself in a lot of, <laughs> I guess, turmoil uh, with the masses with constantly like kind of taking different takes. And, and I, I don't blame him that he doesn't care. And I, I like to hear different sure. opinions. Yeah, so let him state his opinion. But what I think is that Rory in this case, will read the, the, the quote in a second, I think he's vastly in danger of being labeled very out of touch with this particular mm-hmm. statement because in I'm paraphrasing here, what Rory basically said is that he doesn't feel like this will have any type of material distance, a difference for the average golfer. He thinks taking 5% less is really not going to matter to the average golfer. I'm going to tell you why it does matter. No way. Okay. Right. So let's use yeah. round numbers here. And, and you can do guys can do the math in your head for your own numbers of how far you hit the ball. But let's say we've got a 400 yard par four and we traditionally hit, hit our driver 250, which is even outperforming the stats we just talked right. about the averages. But let's say you drive the ball 250 and for, you know, just round numbers, let's say you hit your eight iron 150 yards. Okay. So now you attack a, a 400 yard par four with a driver and a mid iron. Mm-hmm. Now, if the 5% rollback is put into place, there's a compounding effect to it. And this is what I mean by that. A 5% difference means you now drive the ball about 235 instead of 250. Right. That leaves you 100. What does that leave you? 165 yards left? Yeah. Okay. Here's the issue you used to. Hit your seven iron, let's say 260, uh, 165. Right, right. But with the distance penalty, that's now a six iron, maybe a five iron for you. Which is a whole different swing, like a whole different it's, situation. It's a massive change in dispersion yep. when you add a, a, a club or two and that kind of distance. So now where you were hitting driver mid iron, you're hitting driver long iron. Don't tell me, Rory, that that's not a material change a, a significant change in the way that the amateurs will play the game yeah yeah and this all effectively this punishment coming into place because there are a very very few people on this planet who play that 400 yard par four as driver wedge right and for right. them maybe exactly. now it'll be driver nine iron driver eight iron <laughs> so but, it doesn't matter to right. worry then so, <laughs> right. Because the guy hits about 350 yards. And where I also don't think it'll matter, and going back to Brandel Chambly's take on it, is that the, the, the elite, the world's best golfers, they train in a way that is largely unfamiliar to the rest of us. Correct. The rest of us, we, we practice, we get a lesson here or there, you know, that type of thing. But... We've been through some of those training facilities. We've seen what they do, Mm -hmm. the technology that they use, but also the fitness and nutritional aspects that they do. Yeah, right. I think what you'll find is the next crop 
of golfers coming up will continue to find ways to advance how far they hit that ball through things like launch optimization, through things like fitness optimization, Mm -hmm. nutrition optimization. They're still going to hit the ball miles and miles. Yeah. So I don't... It's just 5%. Right. I also... And you guys let me know in the comments if you agree or disagree with this statement. But I don't truly believe that just making the golf courses longer has really any detrimental effect to the world's best golfers. Right. Right. I'm looking at and I look at some of the 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 majors and things that we've had. Some of them weren't astronomically long, mm-hmm. you know, but look at look at um just the PGA in Rochester this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You had maybe what was it? 10 golfers who were under par. It was a 7300 yard course. Right. Why must we continue to just take the distance lever and just pull it as hard as we can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are other levers exactly. that it, can be pulled. And it's not like we can just, like, who's going to move up and play red tees? That's the other thing. Again, buzzkill status. Totally. Right? So I get it. Some people make the argument, well, just move up a tee box. To me, there's a couple of problems with that. The first problem that I have with it is that not all golf courses that are played out there have as many tee box options right okay some golf courses have two or maybe three tee box options and it could mean a dramatic jump Mm -hmm. from the back to the next tee up Mm -hmm. and i've seen that i've seen that i've been reading through the reddit forums last night and just seeing what the general consensus was and there are people like my golf course doesn't have that option i go from i go from 6500 to 58 yeah right right? i don't want to make that huge jump. secondarily it's also again the cultural perceived buzzkill be like ah oh, i got this this golf ball that goes less far now i gotta go play up there i don't want to play i don't want to yeah. play up there right yeah so there's a perception and, and again it's a buzzkill and my concern my great concern when it comes to the long-term sustainability of the of golf golf is a game it's meant to be fun yeah as soon as you start to have a perception be like it's not as fun people are going to do other things and when are they going to start this so According to this, it's going to start to be rolled back in 2028. Not very, not unlike how most equipment changes happen. A lot of times, certain things the pros have first, and it kind of like gets validated in a certain way. So it'll see on the pro tour in 2028, which is really around the corner, and it 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 needs to be at least that long because now manufacturers have to scramble and change. Can you imagine to like just for a second, put yourself in the shoes of a manufacturer that has spent millions on R and D for the past couple of years to continue to optimize the golf ball within, don't forget, this wasn't an unregulated golf ball, within the conforming regulations of the current USGA, they poured millions of dollars into research and development to get that ball to go as far as it can legally, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now what are you going to do? Take all that, throw it in the trash. Right. So the question is, do do these manufacturers, are they still going to be optimizing for 25, 26 27. Great question. They're just going to pull the plug and be like, guys, let's just start working on this rollback crap now. Who knows? <laughs> and on top of that, you know how many people I see that are half jokingly now online stockpiling current golf balls? Yeah. Like doomsday, doomsday preppers? Yeah. We're saying, like, They're I'm going to keep bunkers all these bunkers of, you know, Pro V1s right. somewhere. <laughs> They're going to go off the shelves because it's going to be like, this is the last chance we're going to have to buy these golf balls to go far. The problem is. You won't legally be able to use them. That's right. The golf ball will be, the golf ball that's in your bag right now will be illegal in 2030 
let that sink in for a second. I, I, I get that. Yeah, that's that's wild, first of all, to think about, that the golf ball we play now will be illegal. Illegal. Trying to let that sink in. We do use some illegal products out there. We look at range finders. We got to turn the slope off, but well, we, we don't turn the slope off but, but, on the weekend. But it's not necessarily illegal in casual play. There's a reason for that. It depends. You know what I'm saying? Like in tournament play, yes, you can't use slope. Right. But again, yes, you can put into place with you playing with your buddies any rule you want. Of course. You can yeah. say we're all, but where it's going to get muddy is going to be now. And a lot of people say, I don't care. This, this blows right by me because I'm just going to keep playing the game the way I want to play it. I'm going to play with the ball that I have. I'll stockpile them and I'll have them for years. Mm -hmm. That goes until you want to play in your club championship. You want to play in your member member. Yeah, even money games on the weekend might. You right. might have a stickler who says, make sure you all have Listen, the right. Listen, when we're going to play the legal, <laughs> you can't play an illegal ball. Or the fights that could happen out there. When one guy's driving it further than everybody else, be like, are you playing an illegal ball? Yeah, that's wild. That's yeah. where it's going to get really muddy. So I, I want to I read Rory's quote because I do think that there's a couple of things in there that Rory said. And, and, and the shame of it and what what breaks my heart is that i usually agree with rory a lot yeah. of times i think rory is a is a really good mouthpiece for the game in mm -hmm. a lot of ways mm -hmm. that's my personal opinion mm -hmm. but here i think he's lost touch in a lot of ways so we're going to read that quote in a second and react to it let's do a quick word from our sponsors we'll jump right back all right for all of you last minute shoppers out there Guilty. the good news is if you've got a golfer on your list then you're taking care of because even though the golf season is winding down in many places the holiday gift season is just starting to heat up. And whether the golfers on your list are out there still playing golf or just maybe stocking up yep. for the next season, the Titleist golf balls make the perfect gift. Any golfer would be thrilled to unwrap the dozen Pro V1, Pro V1X, Pro V1 Left Dash, or AVX golf balls because they aren't just any golf balls. Golfers know they're the best out there and they're the most trusted in the world. And they deliver the performance that you need to shoot those low scores that we're all after. And what makes uh, the number one golf ball the number one golf gift as well? It's just make sure the holidays are even happier this season. Learn more about gifting the Titleist Pro V1, Pro V1X, Left Dash, and AVX, all things Titleist at Titleist. Dot com. It's a gift you never go wrong with. Yeah, you, you can't fail at those. And, uh, you know, so we're going to stick on that that gift theme, Frank, because my joys from FootJoy, they might be like the easiest gift on top of golf balls and, and maybe the more fun in a way. Because if you guys aren't familiar with my joys, I mean, first of all, act now because you have to build these and get them shipped if you want them in time. But if you're unaware, FootJoy, they give you the opportunity to build or design your own golf shoes. We've done it countless times. Custom colors, materials like like different leathers or crocodile patterns. We designed those ones behind the you. The ones right behind there. me right here. Yeah. Let me grab them. Oh, I just made a mess, but take a look. Pretty cool. Like, we just took them all the way just from this, this zebra-style design here to the black around. And you can get as creative as you want. You could throw monograms on it. Um, it's funny. I made a pair for my mom for her 70th birthday. She's retired. She got into the game of golf. She absolutely loves them. She thought it was a great idea, and you guys can win with that idea as well. So there's countless ideas on the website, but there's not much time. Go build a few pairs now and get your shopping all squared away at footjoy.com. All right, and you know, it's funny, it's been 12 months now, we're in the 12 months since we've been using the MLM2 from Rapsodo, that's the mobile launch monitor, and it hit the, the market this year. Um, but it's funny, we've been using the Rapsodo, Frank, for about four and a half years now. Can you believe it? Going back to our initial impressions video at High Point Golf Club, I still remember where it was. Yeah. Uh, we, we've always been impressed with their technology, and the updates just keep getting better and better. It, it's, it reminds me of like companies like Apple. Technology keeps improving, and the updates
updates keep getting better, and that's what this company does. Uh, and this is actually the first holiday season of the MLM2 Pro. Remember, it launched at the beginning of this year. So, so whether it's for yourself or as a gift, go give this launch monitor a look. I mean, not only will it give you countless swing data during your session, but it has that built-in simulator that we're all craving for our home. And in fact, you could build your own. Um, we built our own simulator right here on the channel. Uh, not long ago, we dropped the video last week and we're giving that simulator away. So if you missed that video, go check that one out. But guys, go give Rapsodo a look this holiday season. They've got the perfect gift as well and they will not be disappointed. All right, so I promised you I would read you the statement from Rory. So here we go. What Rory had said was, I don't understand the anger about the golf ball rollback. It will make no difference whatsoever to the average golfer and puts golf back on a path of sustainability. It will also help bring back certain skills in the pro game that have been eradicated over the past two decades. The people who are upset about this decision shouldn't be mad at all at the governing bodies. They should be mad at elite pros and club ball manufacturers because they didn't want bifurcation. The governing bodies presented us with that option earlier this year. Elite pros and golf ball manufacturers think bifurcation would neg negatively affect their bottom lines, when in reality, the game is already bifurcated. You think we play the same stuff as you do? The, they put pressure on the governing bodies to roll it back to a lesser degree for everyone. Bifurcation was a logical answer for everyone, but yet again, in this game, money talks. And then... Rory had continued the conversation on the Twitter thread, and this is where I had mentioned earlier, I paraphrased, but Rory said, I don't believe an average golfer giving up 5 to 10 yards off the tee is going to have a material effect on their actual score, handicap, or enjoyment <laughs> of the game. Now, again, I think Rory is wildly out of touch with this. We talked about it before where I do think that those 5 to 10 yards on the compounding effect for every shot of a 5% loss in distance will have a big effect on the amateur game. Yep. If you guys disagree or agree, let us know in the comments what you think. But there's a couple things in here that Rory said that we have to unpack. The first thing is he's effectively um, pushing back and saying that it's everyone who voiced up fault that this is now applied to everyone by saying that we because we didn't want bifurcation then this is what we're stuck with now everybody gets it mm -hmm. bifurcation again the original proposal was the idea of being that only certain you know uh, the tour pros and stuff would live by this new rule now remember one thing the pga and the pga tour spoke out about this his own tour yeah spoke out and said they didn't want it so we were in a position at that point where it was only the the events that were ruled and governed by these particular governing bodies. Mm -hmm. The USGA, the US Open, the RNA, the Open Championship, right. the USGA, the US Amateur, etc. would have been a few events per year that had this other ball. That's it, yeah. Right? So then here's my problem. Don't blame the masses. You saw the polls, right? Mm -hmm. Before what we mm -hmm. said don't blame the manufacturers. Don't blame them all for pushing back against this and say, because of that, now you're all punished. Yeah, right. You know, it's like a parent. One kid gets in trouble and then it's like, yeah, no, you know, you're all, all in trouble. Exactly. Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. That to me is not the answer. The other thing that I just didn't like and it didn't sit well with me whatsoever was Rory saying, and again, I think that this drives the confusion I think this drives the separation in the sport. When you have statements like him saying, you think we play the same stuff you do? Like indicating yeah, that, that it, it's already different. We play different equipment than you. 
right? So it wouldn't. His, he's basically saying it wouldn't be so bad for us to play a different golf ball. We already play different equipment than you. And you know what I'm going to say? BS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You and I, we've been in those tour trucks. Yeah. We've been in those club manufacturers. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with our own eyes. They play the same equipment we do. No doubt. With one small difference. One small difference. On the tour level, there is a very much more high stakes environment when it comes to fitting those clubs. Mm-hmm. I truly believe there is nothing that Rory or anybody else is playing that you, you couldn't personally I can play. get a 62.2 degree wedge if I want one. If you're willing to pay for it. Sure. Right? The difference is they play the same equipment. We've been, like I said, we've been in the factories. We've seen it being manufactured. If there's any difference whatsoever, it's that there might be some tighter tolerances. Mm-hmm. But I will say this with a, with a grain of salt because there's already some incredibly tight tolerances. We saw the machines that measure it. We saw all that yeah, stuff yeah. on the equipment you play. When it hits the tour truck, the slight difference is those guys can effectively get any modification, one-off modification that they need in order to optimize their game. Yep, exactly. Right. Within the rules of golf. Mm-hmm. So there's no fancy underhanded modification that's going on that you you know you can't have. Mm-hmm. The difference is shaft manufacturers, there may be a, a few more like bespoke options that they're paying a little bit more money for. Right. Slightly different weighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a little bit more of like a lead weighting injection in very specific spots of the head. But again, all stuff you can get. Nothing you couldn't get from going to a high level club fitter. Exactly. It's not like he's playing some unheard of driver that's got a tailor-made shell over it so it doesn't look like it. Right, exactly. Rory, you are playing the same stuff. Yeah. You're playing the same stuff, but you've you've got more resources and more on the line. And it might just be bent different. But I mean, you couldn't bend <laughs> exactly, it. Right. You couldn't bend the same exact way. Mm-hmm. So that is my, my personal belief there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that throws things, that things way off. But again, it goes back to what we said earlier. I do think that it's going to make a difference. And even though it's going to make a very physical calculated distance in the ball going less far, I don't think that that's the distance, the difference that matters the most. Yeah. The difference that matters the most is the perception. Yeah. And I think that is what, whether it be these tour pros or these governing bodies who honestly, I think as Brandel said, which again, I have to agree with him, are a little disconnected from the game and not understanding at the, 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 the amateur level, the, the 50 million of us who play this. It's that perception. And not everyone lives and breathes the game every day like Rory does. There are going to be people who misunderstand it a little bit mm-hmm. or just gives a little bad taste in their mouth. They say, like, that's less fun. I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, right. And guess what? There's a lot of other places they could put their attention. That's true. A lot of other places. Pickleball. <laughs> exactly. <Right? laughs> For real, though. For real. I know there's a lot of other stuff popping up and, you know, I could see interest I mean, I mentioned my mom getting into golf. I'll be honest, she got into it, but she's like frustrated with it. It's difficult. She just gravitated over to pickleball. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, she's a different situation, yeah. but I could see that happening with this perception of, eh, not as fun. And the messaging, the last thing that golf wants is to be perceived as being more hard, more difficult. Right. I think the thing that attracts a lot to it is it's like, we already know it's a hard game, but like, there's also a limit to that. We mm-hmm. only want to be, we want to be play well enough to get around these golf courses and whatever. Yeah, definitely. And now with that, again, I, I just, my concern is you're going to see people who are just like, I can't do it. Uh, let's find something else to do. 
or let's find something else to watch. The golf ball doesn't go as far. Doesn't go. Imagine you're lining up your 2028 golf trip to French Lick. <laughs> The die course, 8,000 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Be there all night. Oh, don't worry. We'll just play the forward team. Driver, driver, yeah. driver, driver. <laughs> now, and, and like again, it comes down to keep in mind the PGA Tour, the, 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 the people who, quote unquote, need the golf ball rolled back because yep. they can overpower the golf course are a select few but, and they are entertainers. They are entertainers. And when you yes. make the game less entertaining, exactly. we tune in to watch these guys smash exactly, the ball man. and do inhuman things that we could never do. Yeah. And now it's just like, okay, it's less entertaining. Don't make an entertainment product less entertaining. Remember how entertaining it was when Bonds and McGuire were going after that record and like all those things, like it was those home runs, like that was it. It's what gets, it gets that people's was attention. It, man. Mm. And, and at the end of the day, like I said, the fact is it boils down to one easy statement. On the tour level where you can make the argument that they need to roll mm. it back, it's an entertainment product, and making it less entertaining does not help us. And on the amateur level, we showed you the stats. We talked about the real hard numbers. There is no need. There are no, you know, very few, maybe the elitist, elitist amateurs who are overpowering golf courses. For the most part, yeah, most of us money. don't have the power it takes to even, you know, Keep up with the golf courses. And it was Bubba Watson who said on this show, let them hit the ball 400 yards. They still have to chip and putt. Still have to chip and putt. And I agree with that. Exactly. Chipping and putting is hard. Watch any major (laughs) and you'll see exactly. On those greens and those conditions. Right. So that's our take on it. We're going to continue to update you guys as we see more of this, as the official announcement comes out. But it looks like this the inevitable is coming uh, and we could hear about it any moment so make sure let us know your take on it in the comments below subscribe wherever you get your podcast and we'll see you in the next one